episode 126, Add a Gym to Your Clinic. I'm your host, Dr. Justin Trost-Claire. We're Dr. Josh Satterley, Perspective. During 2017 and 2018 Podcast Awards nominated host as we get a behind-the-curtain look at all types of doctors and guest specialties. Let's hear a doctor's perspective. Well, we're riding off the coattail of the podiatry series. I hope everybody enjoyed it. That's the news I got. If you can think of another series that you'd like, eye doctors perhaps, let me know. I was a little struggling with where to put this episode because we just wrapped up a series. I have a little mini series trying to get that worked out. Uh, Even for the podiatry one, I had to do some last minute substitutions. Some people's schedules got messed up. And then, like I said, we have some, uh, a couple episodes with some financial stuff, like understanding your student loans and different payback options, a bunch of retirement things, and trying to lock down like a real estate person and also a be your own banker. So we'll see how that plays out. So what I decided to do was put Dr. Josh first and we'll just figure it out later. Well, today you are going to love it. If you're a chiropractor, even a physical therapist, and you just feel like you're hitting a wall, especially financially, patients get better and you're like, okay, what else do I do? Do I, do I sell them supplements? Do I promote coming in once a month? Uh, how about a gym within your clinic? Different legal entity. We'll talk about that. But Dr. Josh has been doing it for quite a while. The clinic gym hybrid. He has a TPI certifications, SFMA. He teaches all over the place on these things as well. But what we're going to do is we're going to go through like How much square foot would you need to have a membership gym? Equipment, hiring, do you need special certifications? What kind of class sizes should you use? Or should you just do one-on-ones? Because remember, you got them pain-free and they usually want something more. You know, a lot of times they get pain-free, they go back to the gym, a couple months later they hurt themselves again. And there's a cycle. So why not offer them your expertise? I mean, you're not going to be able to compete with these uh, 50,000 square foot buildings and all that. But that's not what you're trying to compete against. You're competing with the expertise that you bring. And the nice thing is we'll go over who should be the one doing these classes. All right, so we're going to cover all the things that you could possibly want to know. And if you need more, then you can just contact him to figure out how to join his program. He also gives plenty of resources for continuing education if, if you're into that rehab scene and just want to feel like you're more prepared for your patients. So this is going to be a good episode. It's a mix of business and patient care. He's lively. I think you're going to enjoy him if it's your first time hearing about Dr. Satterley and the Clinic Gym Hybrid. As always, if you can, leave a review. Let me know what you think about these mini-sodes going on. I'm enjoying doing them. They're much faster to process when they're less than 10 minutes compared to these hour-long ones that I would produce every week. I appreciate you. Listen, critically think, and implement what you can. All the show notes and transcripts can be found at doctorsperspective.net slash 126. Let's go hashtag behind the curtain. Live from China and Nevada. Today on the show, we had a guy who had a practice really developed his systems for for rehab and sports and a lot of golf, actually. Uh, And he's out of that. And he transitioned into this thing called a clinic gym hybrid. And now he is available to teach that to other doctors who are looking to expand out of just the, I want to say the daily grind and struggle that can be private practice and figuring out a way to have longevity in your clients, retention, that magic word, but in a way that's not just adjust the spine every month and that's all you do. So Please welcome to the show, Dr. Josh Satterley. Hey, thank you. I appreciate being here, man. Absolutely. Well, it's what fun. a world we live in. Here I am in Nevada. There you are in China. You're as clear as day. We can talk like we were, you know, uh, Facebook friends uh, one city away. It's crazy. I love it. And as long as the internet holds out here, which it has this past couple of weeks, it's fantastic. That's awesome. It's so funny. Like a couple of weeks ago, I had Dr. Aaron Labar, the PT, on the show. Mm-hmm. 
And when I was looking at his uh, podcast yesterday, just for fun, I was like, oh, look at this guy. Okay, I'm about to buy an interview tomorrow. So I definitely listened to his episode about you yesterday because it's like, oh, this is great. So it's kind of cool to, to, to have a little bit of your background already there. And it's another place that people can go if they want more information, you know, without you actually having to be the host because he has his own podcast as well. Yeah. Smart Give guy. us a little like bit him. of the, you know, a little bit of your background and then, you know, the TPI, the SFMA, you know, what kind of clinic you had and then how you ended up kind of getting out of that. And then we'll just start drilling you for more qu- answers after that. How's that sound? <laughs> oh, yes. The old interview. Yeah. All right. So, um, uh, graduated high school down in Southern California, went on, uh, actually went on a cheerleading scholarship up to Montana State University in Bozeman, Montana. Long story why I chose that place, but uh, one of the best moves I ever made. Uh, love the people, love the area. Was studying biomechanics up there. I was actually studying engineering halfway through college. I was walking through an airport and heard the uh, doctor, or sorry, it wasn't doctor that done. Josh Satterley pick up the white courtesy phone. On the other end of the line was my mom who was outside the hospital with my dad who was like crazy story found out he had stage four brain cancer because he passed out in court he was an attorney and he was going in for surgery and they're trying to grab me and i happened to be traveling with a uh, team right then so in the portland airport i got the white i didn't you know you hear that stuff like pick up the white courtesy phone i didn't even know there was like i always thought that and you actually look around and they are white and you can find them but um so that kind of changed my trajectory a little bit. That's what got me into biomechanics and studying the human body rather than engineering, like mechanical engineering of uh, machines. After college, decided to go into chiropractic or kind of halfway through my second half of college. I, I took a year off, spent it with my dad. He ended up passing away, unfortunately, after that. But um, went back to college, studied the human body a little bit more. And had decided on chiropractic because I was impressed with how his chiropractor treated him as a person and not just like um, I've I've told the story before, but like when you have a loved one who has brain cancer, everybody wants to help them, and unfortunately, sometimes that help is just more and more painkillers. Like they don't want you to be in pain. But my dad said, like I don't want to take the painkillers because I don't remember things, and like it's a haze that's over everything. Mm-hmm. And he kind of had this moment of clarity and he said, look, I'm I'm not going to be around for a year and I want to remember what flowers smell like and the feel of my dog and, you know, petting my dog and flavors. And I can't do that on painkillers. So uh, anyways, went to chiropractic college at what I call the School of Champions, Los Angeles College of Chiropractic there in Southern California. And then after that, immediately upon graduation, well, I met a beautiful, tall woman who um uh, I w- which turned in my wife. We got married right before uh, graduation. I moved out to Vegas. She stuck around and did the three years residency of the uh, radiology program there at SCU. So she's a DAC bar now. Oh, look at uh, that. Yeah. And then we kind of spent the first three years of our marriage apart. And I started practice out here uh, with a partner early on. We uh, grew that from like, I mean, I think our first office, I, I Everybody asked me. I wish I remember. 800 square feet, something like that. 600 square feet, 900, somewhere around there. Two doctors? Uh, then we, two doctors. Then we moved wow. to a 1,400 square feet because we added rehab. <laughs> just a big open space. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Yeah, but it was just one private office apiece and rehab space. And, uh, and then kind of kept doing more and more of this uh, specific, whatever you want to call that, sports-specific stuff like TPI. And wanted more space because I had a guy swing a golf club in my office and damn near hit the fire sprinkler head. That's a bad day. And I was like, huh, that's not good. So we uh, found a spot and expanded to 
just under 5,000 square feet. It was 49.90 just because in our area at 5,000 square feet, you have to install fire sprinklers. Oh, and so no thanks. Still, yeah. Well, it adds a whole lot of cost and complexity so that we did one without. But anyways, uh, we moved in there, which was 1,200 square feet of clinic and about 3,000 square feet of gym. And the rest of it was bathrooms and waiting rooms and stuff like that. All that non-revenue generating area that I hate. So Yeah. I've heard and seen new businesses. I'm like, that's a whole lot of bathroom, guys. A whole oh. lot of bathroom. I was just in a, I, don't, I mean, you lived in the States, right? So like, I just was in a Bass Pro Shops. And I look in there, I go, how the hell do you guys make money at this? I mean, you got more space for <laughs> freaking elk fighting an elk, like, you know, stuffed animals for God's sakes. And I'm like, how the hell does this place turn over cash? So you think a UV light shirt should really cost $90? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, come on. It must be their catalog, though. That must be where they make the money. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The showcase. Anyway, so, yeah. um, so did that for a few years. You asked how I got out. So built that up at some, at some point along there. I bought my partner out early on when we moved. He wanted to go back. He was about 13 years older than me. He had come out of the construction field. And he had decided to go back into the construction field instead of chiropractic. Uh, and he's doing great now. But um, So I operated it. There was a point where we needed more. We needed another chiropractor, but I couldn't afford one really with the buy-on stuff. So I trained the hell out of a couple personal trainers and trained them to do about 80% of what I did and they were a lot more affordable than another chiropractor, like an associate. So um, hired hired them. They started doing a whole lot. Uh, we got busier, hired an associate chiropractor, and I had a general manager. At one point, we had like <laughs> – when you have a gym, you have a bunch of part-time employees. Like we had employees working eight total hours a week, like, which sucks because you got to deal with all these personalities for not much production, you know? <laughs> right. So it sucks, but anyways – so at some point, the general manager, the two trainers, and that associate chiropractor were like, hey, we would be interested in buying this place. Uh, would you sell it? And, you know, many things in life have a strange way of lining up at moments, and things lined up at that moment. So they bought it, and I got out and was able to uh, kind of parlay that into consulting, which, I mean, I can go into it in this interview. I'd love to. But uh, I think the clinic gym hybrid is the, the best thing going in chiropractic because it, <laughs> it leverages everything that, we've, that you've built as a doctor in a way like you alluded to earlier, in an ethical way that truly makes people better. It's not like trying to sell them on a bunch of garbage supplements for the rest of their life or one adjustment a week or a month for the rest of their life, like all this stuff that doesn't help and allows you to serve them and they get better and you have fun doing it. <laughs> it's an awesome place to work, so... And I'll fill in a couple of gaps for people, kind of build the yeah. credentials, if you will. So TPI, for those who don't know, because it's not just a chiropractic podcast. Here, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of for everybody. Is, is the golfing certificate. Yeah, so TPI stands for Titleist Performance Institute. And so Titleist, as a company uh, back in the late 90s, was trying to look at how to get people to play more golf. And number one limiter was time the limit number two limiter was money and the number three limiter was back pain and they said well we can't do anything about time or money but i think we can solve back pain so they put together a whole performance thing for trainers like you know exercise people um, medical providers like chiros pts medical doctors nurses and then the golf pros and uh, i did level one two and three in the medical track got me interested in the junior program so i did level one two and three there that got me interested along the way in the SFMA, which is the Selective Functional Movement Assessment, which is just a movement-based examination. 
love that so much. I ended up becoming an instructor for them in that. So I teach that all across the nation. Um, what else? I don't know. There's a bunch of other certifications along the way, but I don't want to bore people with. <laughs> but that was the part that I wanted people to know. Like he's not doing dead bug all day long with somebody or like McGill's top three. I mean, he's, he's actually has all this effort. You know, that's something I'm, I'm interested in. And um, that was going to be something I was going to ask you kind of to start with, but it's got to be asked at some point. Docs were like, all right, just get to it. I already know the guy's name. I want to know more information. I like the idea of rehab. Say you're a PT who's, you know, used to doing post rehab or, you know, yeah. ultrasound. Post-surgical and, rehab. Yeah. yeah. Post-surgical rehab. Put them on a bike. You know, they're not using the skills that they need through the chiropractor who's like, well, you know, in school, I, I learned a few things and we give out a couple of exercises here and there, but like, I, yeah. I'm not that good at it. So what are like a couple of the techniques that I, I've got to learn before I jump into this rehab thing? Uh... All right. Um, do you want the calm answer or the impassioned possible cussing answer? Um, cussing, I'll just bleep out. But there is a lot of this guy has lots of personality. He's being really cool and calm right now, but he makes really <laughs> bad jokes sometimes. And uh, <laughs> so it's kind of fun to listen to him. So, yes, please. The impassioned because I just interviewed Ben Fergus with grip. Yeah. And I'm like, that's something I want to take because it kind of seems to me. Yeah. It takes a little bit of everything and you can kind of like. Instead of piecemealing it yourself, yeah. he's already done it for you. So already I'm thinking that's an episode well, 115. Ben, ben is much more intelligent than I am. So I'm sure he flooded your ear, your airwaves with uh, the technical terms and everything. I'll, I'll try and simplify things because yes. I'm not as bright as Ben. He's, he's a sharp cookie. He's next level. <laughs> no, number one, most people in rehab, like I've taught a lot of courses and a lot of people, and I don't care if you're a PT or Cairo, ATC, RN, uh, occupational therapy. I don't care. I've taught them all. And I will tell you, the number one problem in rehab is people don't know what the heck they're trying to do. And what I mean by that is, if I tell you, hey, let's work on getting some exercises for, like, hip extension. And people go, oh, yeah, I do this, this, and this. And they do, like, uh, I always use this example, but they do bird dogs or glute bridges. And you watch the person, and you're like, they are extending through their lumbar spine. They are not hip extending. So what is our goal? And it's like, hip extension. What is occurring there? Lumbar extension. What the we trying to do like well i'm trying to get him all right then let's fix this don't just give them more reps or more a different exercise if they're continually doing the movement you don't want right yeah and somebody like with facet pain like we don't want them extending through the lumbar spine repeatedly with load come on like let's let's change this up so just get clear about what joint you're isolating the hip or the spine or you know the gh joint versus the scapula thoracic i don't care whatever and then what motion do you want to create? Oh, I want the GH joint to externally rotate more. Perfect. All right. What can we do to do that? And it's like, well, I do. I'm a kettlebell person. All right, great. Use the first stage of the Turkish get up. Fantastic. Like that is a loaded exercise. It creates external rotation of the shoulder. Fantastic. Oh, I'm a, um, I don't know. I'm trying to think of something else. I'm a, uh, I love bands. Like, or, yeah, I was the TheraBand guy. I mean, if I was a guy like you and I moved to China, like I probably would have a higher likelihood of taking bands with me than kettlebells. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> That's no joke, man. So I'd be like, all right, well, I'm a TheraBand guy or whatever. All right, cool. Like what exercises do you use for external rotation of GH? I don't care what it is. Like they're all just tools, but we have to know what the hell we're trying to go after. And so many people are just like, oh, I'm just trying to get them better at this or that. And it's like, dude, isolate it down to what the very motion you want to create. And it becomes very easy. So that's the biggest piece, too, is if you don't know the exercises, then you probably need to get like a book <laughs> to just start learning basic, you know, personal training yeah. exercises. And then when you something. learn stuff, like a lot of people have taken, you know, oh, I watched 
Eric Cressy's DVDs, and I watched Charlie Weingroff's DVDs, and I watched, um, trying to think of some other ones that have been out there. Oh, I took this course from MedBridge. Cool. Just start classifying those things. Oh, man, this, this exercise works really good for, again, for hip extension. Oh, awesome. Like, you know, I never u- used this before, but, man, it works fantastic for that. Awesome. Like, I took an FRC. Are you familiar with FRC, uh, uh-huh. functional range conditioning? And Never heard of that. And this guy named and- Andreo Spina. Everybody calls him Dre, but he's a chiropractor from Canada. Um, and he, he had an interesting way. Uh, I think he got kind of got pissy with uh, active release techniques and decided to start his own thing. Uh. Um, and so he looked at the research surrounding like manual therapy and like what truly happens or what do we, what do we believe happens versus what's actually happening. Mm-hmm. Designed a whole training program and along the way came up with a rehab strategy, which was this FRC, functional range conditioning. It's basically, if I distill it down, it's specific joint isometrics with and, and trying to isolate them as much as possible. So if you're trying to move the GH joint, it's um, you isolate that by bracing everything else and getting it fixed. Anyways, uh, I took FRC and I'm like, man, this stuff is fan-freaking-tastic for early-stage rehab. And he has this like standing maneuver that you... you you bring your opposite hip up. So you're, let's say your single leg stands on your left leg. You bring your right knee up towards the ceiling. Well, if you get to a certain point, <laughs> you can lift that right leg super high. That left glute all of a sudden is like strained for stabilization. It starts cramping almost. So if you have one of those patients that you're trying to do some hip rehab on and they can't, <laughs> they can't feel their like they, <laughs> they just yeah. have no connection between their brain and their butt, uh, that move works fantastic for them. But once you have that, menu of things I you know I don't know what classes you you've done that I haven't but you know if we can just have a conversation over coffee one day and go like oh I use this for hip extension I use this for internal rotation of the shoulder I use this for neck you know disassociation whatever we can just cla- classify these things and I think the best people on earth just have like 200 or 300 exercises in their library but they know when to pull them out all right so that sounds good because there's gonna be people who like you said I'm a band expert I'm a kettlebell gospel and so it's like all right well but but what are you doing with it you gotta learn isolate it take the time and get a chart in fact google's great you could probably Mm -hmm. find someone who's already done this if you just spend an hour (laughs) googling and they probably already have like these are the top five exercises and if you don't know what those are then you go write them out and study it like you back needed back in the day and try them too like i mean there is no single one perfect exercise when people go oh i use this and it works every time i'm like well bull you just haven't tried it, like, right. because like hip extension is great until the person has a, um, uh, or sorry, hip flexion is great until the person has a disc injury, and then you know when they're getting pain with lumbar flexion, you have to you have to kind of isolate those two or get them to disassociate. Uh, all of a sudden, things get much more difficult. Or like disc injury, and you want to create some rotation in the hip. That's very dangerous territory because you don't want that spine to rotate and further the disc uh, pathology. I heard somebody was talking about a runner and their their knee knee were bad. She did two or three rounds of eight week PT, mm-hmm. and then she went to somebody else who's got more specialties and all this. And like, yeah, it's not your knee. You have like no hip like hip internal rotation or something like that. That like yeah. we fixed your hip. Now your knees don't bother you anymore. Right. And she's like, oh my gosh, you're the best thing since sliced bread. And they're like, yeah, because it wasn't really a knee, and they had to modify right. every exercise she does at CrossFit. Mm-hmm. To not do it. Cause, and she's like, it's about goals. I don't, we haven't talked about that. We don't necessarily have to. But her goal wasn't to compete in CrossFit. It was, this is my 5 o'clock sanctuary. Therapy. Yeah, and I need to go, and I don't care if I have to change my, my routine. Somebody said in my gym, I work out so other people don't die. <laughs> <laughs> well, we appreciate you, fireman, or whatever yeah. it is you do. <laughs> 
So now we, we got a little bit of the backstory. It's nice to know we can kind of pick whatever we want and just um, learn some yeah. stuff. You got this clinic gym hybrid. Give us a little spiel about what that is, because I've heard some of your podcasts. I'm thinking, okay, 600 square feet with two doctors. That's awesome for low overhead to get yourself ready. My mm-hmm. thoughts are like, wow, you probably need at least 1500 so you can have a couple of, you know, the Therry Bay, a couple of adjusting rooms, and then like this little area at least where you can do bands. Yeah. And like, I'm thinking in my head, okay, if you don't know, if you don't use kettlebells and you're just kind of a band guy, can you do this model with bands? Because it's like a monthly subscription, kind of like a like a gym membership. Yeah, it's like a membership, yeah. So give us a little rundown on that, and then I'm sure I'll have more questions. Yeah, it's it's super interesting because uh, I used to think it would take 400 square feet, like just from all the places I visited and whatnot. And then I got a client, and he did it in half that. He, you know, uh, I, Chip Bleem is a guy out in basically the greater Baltimore area. And he, uh, he did a hybrid with a monthly membership out of 200 square feet. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it was crazy, but he did it. I mean, I got to take with what, what's he doing? Like a machine in there or like, no, he, it's funny. He had to like modify everything for the space he had. So he did kettlebell work standing mostly because laying down takes too much space. And you only have 200 square feet. There's no way you can have four people lay down. You run into each other and you can't use barbells because the barbells are, whatever, six feet wide. Too wide. Kettlebell is like perfect because it fits right between your legs. And if you're standing, you only need like two feet by two feet, right? So he became an expert at <laughs> all things that took no space. I mean, this dude could give you a workout in the bathroom of an airplane, I think. Like, you know. And tire you out. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and uh, so he had a lot of fun with that. And he actually got some memberships. But so th- going back, I mean, the, the idea of a clinic gym hybrid is, is this. Like you have your clinic. Let's say you don't have a gym yet. You just have your clinic. All right. So People come in, they were adjusted, and they're like, man, I never felt this good. I love it. Like, I got rid of my back pain. It's been around for eight years. Awesome. And a lot of them are going to say, like, what do I do next? I don't have any pain. What do I do next? And a lot of people, like, you know, when patients look at or ask them that question, the doctor looks back at the patient and kind of gives that look of, like, you know, when a Labrador retriever wants you to throw the ball and they kind of, like, look and then, like, kind of turn their head a little bit. Yeah. It's like, I don't. Yeah, that's my wallet opening here too. Like, <laughs> what do I need to do? Yeah, that's right. They're they're saying I I like you. I like the care you have given. I respect you. It's it's in marketing. They say no like and trust. You know people, and it's like okay. Well, what are you going to offer them? And you could get them on a lifetime care plan. Like if you believe in that, right on. Um, I I don't believe that people need lifetime manipulations or whatever. You know, I think they need dosages of manipulations, just like they need dosages of everything. Like. You know, there are times you might be vitamin D deficient. Once a quarter, once a month, yeah. whatever. Right. So you've done all this work, and it's like you have these people that just totally dig you. I say it's like if you went to the park and, like, you inflated, like, you spent a bunch of time inflating balloons and tying them and putting ribbons on them, and you're walking around. At the end of it, you don't just, like, let them go <laughs> and drift away. You do something with them, right? And I think in this sense, like, the do something is get them into a gym. Because if somebody, if you truly believe that you got them help them get better in their musculoskeletal condition, what is the number one way to keep the musculoskeletal system healthy? Movement. Exercise, right? Yeah. Stretching, strengthening, whatever, Pilates, I don't care what it is, but movement, movement. Motion is lotion with the human body, so keep them moving. Now, you run into a problem sometimes. I'm sure you've had these people. You refer them out to a trainer or a gym, and six or eight weeks later, they're back in your office with the same injury they had, right? That drove me nuts. I hated that. I hated it. And, and, You'll lose those people after a while because they, they go to you, they feel better, you refer them out, they go to the gym, they get jacked up, they come back, you get them better, send them back to a gym. They're not going to play ping pong with themselves that long. You yeah, know? you didn't equip them. 
Like, I don't feel equipped to handle the gym, apparently. And they're like, yeah, dude, this guy Justin's, like, sending me to, like, another gym, and I don't want to get injured. So if instead you had a gym in your place, and I'm not saying that I want everybody listening to become a trainer, like, get a second job. No, 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 no. You just have it in your place so that when you hire a trainer, you guys can have real-time conversations about each patient. So each person is getting dialed in, is getting the right exercise program for their body and for their condition. So if the person has a, a known L4-5 uh, disc herniation, you know, you're going to eliminate, not that you would do this, but you're going to eliminate all the sit-ups out of that program or spinal flexion, right? Like, why take that risk? There's a hundred other exercises we can do with the core that aren't as risky, you know? It's super interesting, like, because people always be like, oh, yeah, like, you know, you, you mentioned the McGill Big Three. That's awesome, but most trainers don't know about the McGill Big Three and why they're so important, right? Mm-hmm. That's not the trainer's fault, but I'm just saying, like, you you understand that. And if you worked with a trainer closely and you said, hey, um, you know, Scotty, uh, here's one of the reasons we like these McGill Big Three and, and here's who it works well with. And, and then that person does that in the training. They're going to be looked at as an expert in the training. The client's going to love them. And they feel great about what they're learning in your place. And so the trainer themselves want to work more for you because they're like, you know, I love this. Like he taught me a bunch of stuff and this is really, I truly want to get people performing, you know, and, and just, uh, I think so many people don't look at how close they are to the solution there. All you got to do is hire a trainer and start running a little, a little bit of exercise in your, in your office and you'll realize how powerful it is. So are the trainers like babysitting each person that's in there? If there's 10 people in there, is there a max that they can handle? Yeah, that's a great – I'm glad you asked that because that's a great question. The coup de gras, the perfect, uh, if everybody sets it up well, the, the perfect way to do this is with small group training. So that's like four clients, one trainer. And that allows enough time in an hour-long exercise program that everybody gets to do something exciting. Everybody gets to work with some other people they like. But there's also time for that trainer to go in and work modifying the workout perfectly for the people who are participating. So they might have 30 exercises or something like you guys talk together. Yeah. This, these, you know, it could be more like generic. These are the top 15 conditions that we have. And these are the top 50 exercises that they need to work through each month for each condition. I'm not going to have so that way you don't have to uh, reinvent the wheel for every single person that walks in the door. Right. So so the way we organize it is every exercise has a way to regress it, make it easier, like probably two or three or four steps to make it easier. And then there's a way to make it harder, four or five steps. So if you start out with a glute bridge, again, that's like a hip extension exercise, right? We want your hips to extend and build that strength. We can progress that up in exercises all the way till we're doing a hip hinge. And then we add weight to that hip hinge and it magically turns into a deadlift. I'm not sure if that occurs at 100 or 200 pounds or if it's based on body weight, but at some point a hip hinge becomes a deadlift. And uh, it, but who cares? Like if the person, I had a guy that was two weeks out of like, like true sciatica into the back of his thigh and in the back of his knee. He had a previous disc herniation and two weeks later he was deadlifting 225 from the floor, you know, but that reassured him that he is healthy. And, and that was a progression. He didn't start out with deadlifts, but we did some, you know, early exercises like glute bridges and progressed him step by step through different positions until he could handle that, that, uh, deadlift. And man, it worked great because he's more resilient than too. If he's deadlifting 225, I know his back is better. Yeah. You know? Yeah. He'd have felt that one. Does this cost a lot of money then? I mean, can you keep it bands and balls and Pilates ish and yoga ish? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny, man. Cause 
I just uh, I'm working with a, a guy we work with a lot, Brendan Rierick. I, I'll totally throw a shout out to him. Brendan uh, was one of the developers of the CFSC, the Certified Functional Strength Coach Program with Mike Boyle. Brendan's kind of the guy that um, Boyle came up with all the exercises, but just throw them out randomly. And Brendan like organized the whole thing. So like, yeah, he, he did a pretty amazing job. But they teach that course. I will tell anybody listening, I would highly recommend that course. Taught me more about, I don't know more. It taught me a ton about rehab, even though it's a strength and conditioning course, right? But he and I were talking and I literally have this bag I got from Amazon that's got a jump rope, mini bands, floor sliders, and like a jump stretch band or a super band, like the kind of bands you'd use for pull-ups, you know, mm-hmm. pull-up assistance. Yeah. All in this little mesh bag. And we were saying that plus a short, like 12-inch foam roller, you could run workouts with that. And I think it's like $20, $23 or something off Amazon. Oh, nice. Spend the extra $10 for the foam roller, $33. You need four of those if you're going to work with four people. But yeah, you could do, you could literally do this for a couple hundred bucks. To really do it well and get some kettlebells on a rack, you're probably looking at five grand, but you you don't have to spend five grand at once. You can slowly build up. Okay. And heck, you're in China. Like, you know, that's the home of most of the products on Amazon, baby. If you could just find the street vendors selling the stuff before it gets shipped off, man, you could do this. You could be into this for 60 bucks and be working with 10 people, I think. Yeah. Well, that's one of the reasons why I came back here. You know, I was here for a year, left, came back. And part of it was I was going to start my own rehab program, like for an entire yeah. hospital. I was like, whoa, nice. that'll be a nice feather in the cap. Not to mention, like, the experience. Well, none of that's happened because of <laughs> everything that they do. So we don't even get paid or reimbursed for rehab at all, and they can't yeah. charge cash. Sucks. So needless to say, my rehab program is not what I was hoping it was going to be. That sucks. But over here, that's what it would be. It would be what you're talking about because of the people we work with, they they work. They can work a farm. They can probably outwork you for eight hours a day uh, yeah. shoveling, you know, in my community. But try to teach them a bird dog and they're like whoa i mean they're they're all over <laughs> i mean it's like all right oh i got my workout cut on me just for just the the easy yeah. stuff so you got these people the strength and condition that's great everything he's talking about is going to be in the show notes uh for my own references as well patients that you place they, they're on board so let's say they're 55 after a couple of months they're like man i don't know what the fees are we'll talk about that later why don't i just do that at my house you know jump rope some floor glides and some bands like 25 bucks, I can just do this at my house and, and save the time. Do you see that happen a lot? Is there a lot of attrition in your program? That's interesting because a lot of people are like, I, I don't know if I can do this. Um, I don't know. You know, there's a, there's a brand. The, the other question I get that's the same answer is there's a brand new Lifetime Athletic in my area. There's a brand new 24-hour fitness just opened up. LA Fitness just opened a place. 35 a month. Yeah, they're huge. And they got all this equipment. They got all these classes. Yeah. And and we will never, like us little chiropractors, will never win the I got more space than you game. We'll never win the I got more equipment than you game. We will never win the <laughs> I offer more group classes than you game. Like I'm, my home gym now is a, is a lifetime athletic, 250,000 square feet, thousand square feet. They offer over 250 classes a week, a week. <laughs> my goodness. No one's going to compete with them. But you know what? Every time I go in there, every time I watch the personal trainers and I think, what in the hell? you trying to do you have no idea what you're doing i saw this woman there she told the guy three times i overheard her say i want to lose weight i got to lose this weight for my daughter's wedding i want to lose weight right yeah. he has her one-legged bicep curls on a bosu ball now this woman is curling maybe three pounds in each hand i'm like what show me on a graph where that like if there's a graph of effective exercises for weight loss this exercise standing single leg on a bosu curling like mini weights is 
It's not even on the graph. It's so bad. It's so crappy of a design. It's like, what the hell are you going for? So when people ask me about attrition or the space or the equipment, you got to remember this thing is built around expertise. You are a medical expert. When you share that with your trainers, they will become experts. You get a guy like Ben Fergus, his trainer, Denny, is a freaking expert. They are selling expertise. There are very few places in most communities where you can purchase exercise expertise. That 250,000 square foot lifetime does not sell expertise. They have a bunch of trainers, none of whom I've ever seen, and I go, that, that exercise is perfectly designed for that client. They take the same garbage, they throw it at every body type, every intent, every outcome measure, every goal, and they go, oh yeah, thank you very much, it'll be $100. Like, that is crap. And when people come into your place and they start seeing, like, this is different, like, I got injured at the last gym I went to, or I don't understand things, and these guys explain it, or I really like having the doc watch me once in a while to make sure that my back pain is not going to come back. You're, people freaking love it. Now, you're not, you're not going to get everybody in your community. You don't need everybody. You couldn't handle everybody if you got them. So what we're talking about in like a 400 square foot, so like Chip Bleem, he's got like, he had 200 square feet. His membership would cap out at 20 people. 20, not 200, not 1,000, <laughs> 20. Yeah. So in that kind of square footage, you need 20 people. Well, then you can hand, hand select all 20. And I'm sure that in your list of clients, Justin, there are 20 people that go like, I want you to watch me. I want you to build my program. I want you to be the person taking me through workouts because I trust you. I believe in you. I don't want to get injured. And I think you are the person that's going to save me. So anyways, th that's the deal. Like the other piece of it is the reason you go for small group training for people instead of one-on-one, -on -one, which a lot of people go one-on-one, -on -one, but I'm telling you, go small group, relationships form in the group. Yep. And they keep coming back, not because of you, but because every Wednesday and Friday I work out with Nancy. And every, you know, and then, oh, I love going on Mondays because Joe is there. Like, perfect. Those interrelationships feed a lot. So do everything you can to help people get those relationships built. So take pictures together at the end of every class, a little selfie, congratulate everybody. Oh, man, uh, Justin, uh, you know, hey, everybody, give Justin a hand. He just, you know, he just deadlifted 300 pounds for the first time on Monday. Woo! Clap, 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 clap. And then Susie over here, she just celebrated her 85th birthday. Give her a hand. Clap, clap. She's in the, you know, she's 85 years old, still in the gym. Like, that stuff is what people want, that kind of energy and that excitement. And so the hours can be whatever you need them to be. They can be early morning if that's the group that you have. If you have more yeah. of a middle age to older population, which is kind of what our bread and butter is for mm -hmm. most chiropractors, for instance. You could have those types of people. Because my mom goes to this physical therapy clinic down the street and passes up a couple gyms. And I'm like, I was like, what do they teach you there? She's like, well, you know, the PT kind of does this and it shows me. And then the little helpers. And I'm like, you're on an arm bike. You can't really do stairs. Why are you doing an arm exercise? <laughs> you know, so yep. I'm still like, you can still get trashy. No offense to those people. They don't, hopefully they don't listen. But there's just so much stuff that you could do. Now, hopefully they do listen. And yeah, maybe they should. Clean it up, dude. <laughs> like. There's so much bad care out there. There's so many bad trainers out there. Like, you know, I, I you've got to like put some pressure on people to get better. People got to remember, you're not advertising to the public. You're advertising this group to people who've already been into your office. I tell people it's like this. Like you said, you lived in Denver previously. Yeah. Yeah. For like six years. All right. In Denver. Are there a bunch of golf courses? Yeah. Yeah. And now, okay. So that is a just, there's golf courses for just the people who want to play the game of golf, right? Not for skateboarders, not for people doing equestrian, not mountain bikers, not for skiers, not for snowboarders, 
Now, for anybody that's into NASCAR, this is just one specific little sport, right? So I don't know what percent of the population that is, but it's not huge. All right, so think about that as all the people that go to chiropractic, right? They come into a chiropractor's office, not physical therapy, not acupuncture, not all that, like just the, the people for chiropractic. All right. I'm, I don't know what we are, 6 or 10% of the nation has exposure to chiropractic? Most people see, what, 20 to 35 new patients a month? Yeah. So I think like 10% of the nation plays golf, right? Or it's less than that. So it's an equivalent. Within that golfing com- community, are there country clubs? Yep. Yeah. Now, is that... Swanky ones. Is that everybody? Could those country clubs handle everybody if they signed up? No. But within the, the community of golf, there is people saying, I want something more. I want some, a deeper relationship. I want to come here often. I want them to know my name. I'm willing to pay for it. I want to have them store my golf clubs. I want to hear a thank you, you know, Mr. Smith, when I leave, which tells me within your populations of clients, there are people who want the country club experience. They want to pay you for additional services like a clinic gym hybrid. I don't, if you offer other services, like I'm down, like I don't care. Just don't give up that relationship with your clients, like if you're like, oh, I do functional medicine or I do what, whatever you do, I don't care. But like, don't just end it when they're out of pain, like continue a relationship, but just offer something different. That was going to be the follow up question was this has got to cause some sales. You got to have some salesmanship to do this. But at the same time, it sounds like, yeah, you're getting better. They're seeing some results. They're able to do whatever it is that they're kind of wanting to do. And it's just a natural progression. Like, hey, by the way, I offer this to every single patient that I have. We've got this gym back here. We got a trainer. Yeah, it's group classes. It's specific just for you. You don't have to worry about getting injured because everything's here and they're underneath my thumb, but I won't be there for it. Yep. And they're going to say, that's interesting. And then how much does it cost? And as long as you're not, um, uh, just tell me, this is what it costs. It's one-on-one in yeah, a medical setting. I'll, I'll tell you two interesting stories about that. So I got one client named uh, Kirk Mason. He's up in North Dakota, right? And he built a, a, a gym onto his clinic. He and his partner are just crushing it. They're doing super awesome. And, uh, and so they do like this, they just, to only current patients they do like this 21 day challenge three three week workout right they they talk about it they get 15 people to do it at the end of three weeks they had eight people sign up a little better than half right so we're on a a, a call because he's one of my clients we do like a consulting call talking to his team i said all right what'd you do to sell those eight people into the memberships and there's like this long pause well we we really didn't do anything they just signed up for continued membership i'm like what the hell? I had a sign-up sheet by the phone. You didn't even have to sell them. They're just like, they're shoving money in your face going, here, I, I want to keep coming. And they're like, yeah. I was like, well, then just run another one and just get another, you know, like their membership is going to top out at 40 people. You don't like, come on. Like you had no salesmanship, no no attempt, no brochure, no uh, sit down and, and, hey, we'd like to have you join. That was just people that were like, hey, I like this place. I love you guys. You're awesome. Sign me up. Wow. I mean, it was like, I, I told him, this is like when Buzz Lightyear is talking to Woody in the first Toy Story, and he's like, I can fly. And Woody's like, no, you can't. And he jumps off the bookcase, and he like hits a bunch of stuff on the way down. Yeah. And he's like, I'm flying. And Woody's like, you're falling with grace. <laughs> Whatever. Like, anyway, so that's one story. You don't have to sell that great. Like, people just love the exercise and love the interaction with somebody who knows what the hell they're doing. The second thing is, I got another client, Dan Leonard. Dan's awesome out in Columbus, Ohio. And that dude is blowing up. He added, he's added 40 people to his gym in the last two months. So uh, he's crushing it. But what he started doing 
was he believes in exercise. So every new patient on day one or day two, he says, hey, here's the treatment plan you need. It includes this, this, and this. And if you're interested, I, I would highly recommend you do four weeks of small group training once you're out of pain. And it was like out of 10 people, something like seven people paid for it then. Wow. Like long before they actually did it. They said like, I, that's what I want because I don't ever want to have this back pain again or I don't ever want this neck pain to come back. So I'm willing to pay you now for training that's going to occur in like two to four weeks, you know, and they're just, but the idea of like, Hey, bulletproof yourself. They're like, hell yeah, that's why I came. So you're saying there's different ways to run it where it could be a challenge. It could be a four week. So it's not like an infinite, not always like, it's not like an infinite where you're going to sign up for a year. Like if you like it, keep going, but there's, there is going to be a cycling of patients. Absolutely. Yeah. Everybody responds to something different. I mean, like what Dan has found is like people really, 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 really respond to the weight loss idea. Mm-hmm. You know, so he gets people to sign up for like a six week challenge for weight loss, more so than feel good, more so than perform, more so than no back pain. He's tried everything. He's tried marketing everything, but the weight loss seems to crush everything. But so what? So they come in for weight loss. Like, does that mean that you're, you know, they still get exposure to you and everything you believe in and they, you know, they get a really well designed exercise program and they, you know, have people that care about them and greet them by name. Like, what would you want for your parents if they if they were going to a gym? So the nice thing is, you know, you're talking about getting a trainer and all this kind of stuff. But in reality, you may not be like, I can't afford that right now. We're just getting started. I had to pay for the membership fee. And now I've got to implement this and buy some equipment. Bunny's getting tight. Okay, so as the doctor, if you only have eight people, that's two classes. So that realistically, you can either have an hour during the middle of your day, stay late one day, or come early one day. Mm-hmm. Unless they're doing it three times a week. I don't know what, the, what, that, what that would be. But if you're just doing a once a week class, it's not eating up a lot of your time is what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. But if it is a three or four day a week class, then you would really probably want to hire somebody otherwise. Yeah, that's a great, great question because my goal with my clients and is not, like you said, like chiropractic is a one-on-one kind of gig. Like it's hard to break out of that. The gym allows you to have like one to four at a time or or more than that. Leverage yourself, right? And so I'm not interested in like having people sign up and then finding out that my clients are working a second job as a trainer two hours before clinic, then they work clinic all day, then two hours afterwards. Like, that's not good. Come on, that's not what it's all about. I would say as soon as you can hire a trainer, and here's why like, you're going to start out with two or three classes a week. So let's say you're paying that person $15 an hour, and you can, you can get people to work for you for $15 an hour. Like, $45 for the week will allow. One, two, three, four, five, six, 12 people to get another exposure to what you believe in is care. That's true. You're not talking full-time $30,000 salary. Oh, man, you don't need a trainer full-time. You don't have full-time clients yet, you know? Yeah, okay, okay. No, it starts small, but shoot, do it. And one tip, when you do start your classes, hi- the other reason you want to hire trainers, you want those classes going on when your clinic is busiest. So as you're working with a bunch of people, you want them to see that there's a class, right? And they're like, what? what's that going on over there? You're like, oh, well. You know, we offer these uh, exercise classes for people who've like gotten out of pain and really have worked their butt off. And people are going to, oh, I want to do it. Oh, well, Ms. Johnson, we got to wait till your pain's below a three out of 10 or whatever, you know, like, like you'll have people that are like, I want to do it. Like, sign me up. And, and you want it to like be a thing you can market. So if it's going on while you are at your busiest time. So if you're like, hey, listen, my clinic's rocking from three to five in the afternoons, do it, do your class at four so that it's. It's going, you know, and, and then you can take somebody that go, hey, Justin, looks like you're, how's your back today? And you go, well, it's, it's, I said, what's the pain level? And you go one or two, maybe like, I'm feeling pretty good. Well, why don't you hop into the class for like the first half hour? It's just foam rolling, stretching and some core work, but I think it'd be good for you. And I walk you up to our trainer. Hey, this is our trainer, uh, 
Matt, Matt, this is Justin. He came in two weeks ago with back pain. Oh, yeah, nice to meet you. I've seen you around here a little bit. And then I go, Matt, listen, I want Justin to kind of go through some exercises, uh, do some stretching, some, some foam rolling, but cut him off at the end of the warm-up. Like, I do not want him here. Now, if, I, if Matt is good and he cuts you off at the beginning of the workout, what is, the, what is it that you want to happen the next time you come in this office? I want that workout. <laughs> yeah, you want to do a whole thing, yeah. right? And you're like, I'll sign up right now. I'm like, oh, well, that costs money. It's like, I don't care. Like, like you're challenged, right? Yeah. But, okay, so that's great from a business perspective for the money, but also as a patient. Like, I mean, have you studied any, like, pain science or, like, about um, empowerment and, and, you know, like... It, Getting past the mental part. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What did I just set up? A perfect situation where the only person who has to get over that mental thing is you, right? And you're motivated to do it. So what do you think the compliance is at that moment for that person? Hey, you got to do these bird dogs or, hey, you got to do this McGill Big Three. They're probably going to be the most compliant they've ever been in their whole life because they're like, I, it was so embarrassing to leave that class halfway through. I ain't never letting that happen again. Yeah. You know? And it's like, all right, well, who, who loses in that situation? Everybody wins. Like, and, and it's way better care than what you're delivering now if you are not challenging people to stretch themselves and stretch their physical abilities to get to the next level act, layer of activity, which will occur when they are challenged. Like, here's a little bit. Oh, you like the taste of that? Yeah, you can't have it. But I want it. Like, what, wait, what, what a thing. Yeah, exactly. Well, that takes time and compliance and money. And like, yeah. I got all three of those. <laughs> Give it to me. I want it. Because yeah. insurance will pay for group classes, but it sounds like this is like a cash thing. And assuming it's cash, if you have a, a normal patient, you know, your normal standard of time, you can be there for like a week. You know, they're getting, getting out of pain. You want to show them a couple of exercises. Are you still showing them a couple exercises while they're trying to get out of pain? So, like, if you don't take my gym, you get nothing in the rehab part of my expertise. Yeah, so there's kind of a blend there. So I would say, like, you want to offer them, like, four sessions okay. from the clinic, up to four sessions. But I think you want to transition them to the gym right. for other reasons. Like, you don't have to do notes on them if they're in the gym. You don't have to maintain a medical diagnosis on them. You know, if they get if they get injured, people get injured in gyms. Uh, we had a lady do a pull-up, and then at the top of the pull-up, she just let go, which still to this day do not understand what she was trying to do, but uh, she got banged up. She fell on her back. If they sue you and, and they're members of your gym, that doesn't go against your malpractice insurance. Okay, so it's a whole, so that's one of the things you'll cover also, not on the podcast, but yeah. there's entities. Yeah, like we have a whole section on how to separate those two and when to do which, but perfect world – the gym is a totally separate entity than the clinic. You got to get the liability under control. So you got to take some steps, get them to sign waivers and contracts and all that, but it's not that hard. And make sure they understand that this is not a... Yeah, but remember, these people love you. They're asking you for it. Like like if I go, Justin, uh, hey, I know you did half that workout last week and you can't do the full workout this week until you sign this uh, waiver and, and listen, this is to get work out in the gym. That means you're pretty much done with care. I want you to understand that. Oh yeah, I'm done. I feel great. Okay, this is the next step, and you understand this is not the clinic. Like, you are graduated, you are stamped, you are good. You're like, yeah, sign me away. Like, <laughs> you know, okay. Even your gym has a, a page of uh, small print right, on the back. That's okay because you're motivated at that point, and, and psychologically, placebo, whatever you want to say, like, you're probably more healed then than you were, you know, seven days earlier. I want to respect your time. I do, I think this would be a good question. Any challenges that you know, everybody has a rock star. Not everybody's going to succeed at 200 square feet. Somebody might have a 5,000 square foot building and fail too. What are the challenges that your average client 
experiences? I, number one is a mental challenge. There's no reason you can't do this. I get questions all the time. Like, well, do I need to get certified or I need to take a class? Nope. And I explain it like this. In every town in the USA, there's some total jack off who is starting a gym every <laughs> near every week, you know? So why not that? Why not? Why can't you be that same screw off? Like, you know, start a gym. Like, what's the downside? Now, do you, should you learn? And yes, you should and hire a trainer, all that. But like, there's no limit to you starting a gym. The flip side is not true, by the way. They can't just go out and start a chiropractic clinic, right? That's a regulated entity. You have to um, get a license and that takes a lot of certification and board approval. But you could start a gym tomorrow. You know, like all you got to do is open up a space and just put a sticker on the wall that says Bill's Gym or whatever, you know? Yeah, really. Yeah. So there's no reason you can't do that. And then like I would just challenge everybody, like think of a way to extend yourself. Like as everybody, you know, kind of grows up in this profession and then they get to a point where they have kids and they want to do activities and whatnot. Like I, if you got another one, I would love to get an email with this answer. What is another way to leverage the relationship you already have with your clients in a way that they want to work and that also increases the level of care they're receiving? Tell me what we're going to do besides the gym. Like I, I'm, I, I'm not trying to say I have the greatest idea and this isn't even like, I don't think I'm the only person with this idea because the more and more I'm in this, like I hear about it, a bunch of places that, yeah. you know, it's a, it's just a great idea. But if you look at that, like what's another way to make more money without like just adjusting people more and more and more and more, because as soon as they realize what the gig is in that model, yeah. they, they take off and you ain't ever getting them back in the gym model. The cool thing is they come in for an injury. You move them into the gym a year later, they might get injured again. And guess who they go to? They go back to the clinic that they loved, right? It's not that you can't have a supplement line. In the gym as well, because well, every every gym has. Yeah. Like, I've never even heard of these brands before, and people are asking, "Are these brands right. good?" You're like, "I don't know," but I got the best you can get. The profit margin's not great on them, right? And the take rate's not great on them, but I don't know. I think I think this thing's the best thing since sliced bread with room temperature butter. I mean, this is good. Like, yeah, especially that room. Everybody temperature. says sliced bread, but if you find a place that also has the butter at room temp, like it spreads easy, mm-hmm. that's good. Yeah, yeah. Anytime I'm at a hotel, I put the to- the butter on top of the toast. While it's hot and let it melt. Yeah, Otherwise, right. it just, I'm not, it's hard. It's frozen. No, I always hate when it's rock hard and you're like tearing up your bread. It's ridiculous. Yeah, I feel like an idiot. Anyways, yeah, but if you got another idea, somebody out there listening has an idea for another business model that's better than this, send it to me. Last question. Are you ready? Yeah. It's the part of the interview we always do a little personal. If you don't want to, that's fine. Yeah. You're married. What's one thing that you can do to keep the love alive so when you're building these empires, you don't just get divorced and never see your children? Oh, dude, this is a great question because I totally screwed this up. I, I mean, like, I was saying this to somebody last week. Like, if you drew a line of, like, a graph, like, where divorce occurs, me and my wife were well below that line. We were just so damn apathetic towards each other. Like, we didn't have the energy to just say I want a divorce. <laughs> like, that was too much effort to put into it. <laughs> man. It was, man, it was, it was horrible. I had created a very bad situation. Like, I'll take all that on myself. But, like, I was building the business and, like... Life now, after I after I sold the business, life got easier, but it didn't get better. Because you taught a lot. That means you worked five yep. days a week or four days a week, and then you were at a seminar for three time, three days yep. a week. And I was going in at 5.30, 6.30, a.m. a lot of times, getting home at 8. Like I was, There were many days where I left before my kids woke up and got back after they'd gone to bed. Yeah. I, I was not a good dude. <laughs> I was not a good husband, but um, life got better when I started learning how to communicate. And made that a priority. And I didn't have the skills to do that. Like we went to years of counseling. 
every week we were going to couples counseling, but it, it was a skill that I did not enter life with. I don't know if, you know, my parents didn't communicate very well. My wife's great at communication, but I had to learn that. And when I started communicating and getting clear on what the goal was, <laughs> just like we started this interview, God dang it, life got really good really fast. So I would tell you, like, if you don't have the skills of communicating, like I'm reading a book right now, I would highly recommend to everybody called Dare to Lead by Brene Brown. Oh, yeah. And she just says, like, yeah, it's unbelievable, but just, like, have the courage. It takes courage. It takes guts to have tough conversations. It's not easy. Like, if you're like, oh, well, I'll talk to him. No, no, no. Like, if I'm like, listen, I need to talk to Justin. We had we had this partnership, and, you know, we don't have enough money to, to pay payroll next month. Like, don't wait for that situation just to miraculously cure itself. Be like Justin. And she says, you approach a person, let's rumble on this. Like, meaning it's going to have rough edges. Mm-hmm. That's okay. But let's rumble on this payroll situation because we got to figure something out. And it's like, you know, but just communicate now about everything and I think your life will be a whole lot better. Very good answer. Very honest answer. And I think Brene Brown is having a Netflix special or a series. Oh, really? Yeah, I thought I saw something awesome. online, relationships yeah, and man. all this other stuff. So, like, she's a really good person. That's interesting. She's awesome. Well, how can people find out more information about you, the gym hybrid system and everything else? Yeah, they can go to clinicgymhybrid.com, clinicgymhybrid.com. It's our uh, website. They can set up a, there's a little button that says like schedule time. If you want to just run some questions by me, get people every week just setting up time to kind of get their questions answered. We have a program called the Accelerator Program. If you want to actually start this business model, we'll guide you through those steps it's partly online, and then every other week we hop on a call with everybody who's building a clinic, gym, hybrid, and kind of go through what's working, what's not, how to grow them, how to build them, staff issues, all that. So it's like a safe little place to kind of air your struggles, and we're getting some people are seeing some crazy awesome growth right now. It's pretty cool. And your podcast is? The, it's called Clinic Gym Radio, that clinic slash gym thing. That's like the whole secret sauce, right? So Clinic Gym Radio and Clinic Gym Hybrid. It's Clinic Gym Radio. It's on iTunes. It's on Spotify. It's on the Google Play Store. Um, type in uh, good-looking chiropractor into the search bar. I don't know what it will return, but then after that, when you don't find my show, then type in Clinic Gym Radio and you'll find my show. Yeah, you have to scroll for a little while for mine. That's <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm number 173 out of 150 entries. So. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Satterley, thank you so much for your time today. Uh, this should get some people's brains stewing on what they can do. And uh, hopefully you'll get some. Yeah, man, the whole world's out there for us to grab. Like, there's never been a better time to be a chiropractor. And I think our license, there's like not another license in healthcare that is wide open like ours. And you can do anything you want. Like, it's awesome. Just take advantage of it. Our brother, thank you very much for having me. Another great interview has ended. As I always say, I hope you listened, critically think, and implement something so that your practice life, family life can improve this week. I want to hit you up with a few links today. If you'd like to know what the top episodes of 2018 and 2017 were, you can just go to .net slash top 1718 and you can get a PDF of all those episodes. It's like 22 of them. If you're interested on any of the programs that I've actually been interviewed on, just go to .net slash as heard on. So play on as, as seen on, you know, so as heard on. If you didn't know, the Needless Acupuncture book sales page has been revamped, so it looks a lot better. You know, sometimes when you look at a web page and it doesn't look like it's put together well, you're like, meh, I'm not sure about this thing. But it's been redone. looks better. And also, if you have an Android device and you're curious about it, you can actually now download the same five protocols, blueprints, if you will, 
right there on your phone at the Needless Acupuncture app. And for less than $4, you can get the whole book on your phone from the Android Google Play store. So if you're interested, check that out. The electric acupuncture pen is still available at a great rate. You can get it on its own or as a package. So you can get the book, the e-pen, as well as the auricular points. Now, some of the things that I'm recommending, Blueberry Hosting, that's who I use. I really like them a lot. I'm not going to lie to you. Fiverr is where I get a lot of my music done, my logos. I don't know if you noticed on Facebook, I believe my picture is now a face with a bunch of words. I just saw that real quick. It was cheap. Yeah, why not? I'll try that for a little while. It's fun. A turtle pillow. It's a travel pillow. It actually has like an H-beam in it, so you can rest your neck and your chin on that so you don't get like the chicken bob where you you know you're sleeping and boom, you wake up really fast and you know those those u-shaped ones i just don't think they work very well so for me it's worked really well i've traveled I don't know, 10 different countries with it across the pond as they say i really highly recommend that if you're into instrument assisted soft tissue manipulation two options you got hawk grip so net slash hawk grips and also net slash edge and you can get tools there as well but they also have way more than just tools they've got how to get to use google apps as your emr uh, blood flow restriction cuffs there's a lot of research on that device and you can check that episode from the past and you can get an automatic 10 percent discount on all the products from the edge mobility equipment uh, one of the devices i use to to send out snippets of the podcast via picture and uh, quotes from the text that I write from the show notes is Missing Letter. They just took out the last E in letter.com. Pretty much, you know, you can do a blast in, in two months, you know, like five emails over two months. I like to do nine emails over 12 months. So that person who was interviewed last month doesn't just get lost, right? You know, so every day I have a new episode at a highlight and it's all automated. It's really cool. Definitely check it out. Uh, if you need to record your screen, I like Screencast-O-Matic. Also, JLab Audio Speakers. I've said it before. I love them. Uh, it's a great company. And now I get to actually be an affiliate for them. So if you end up buying any of their products, just like any of these, I get a little piece. I uh, probably have like three or four different products. I mean, they just the battery life's are longer. Sounds quality is amazing. Uh, and for the price, it can't love it a bunch. And of course, in the show notes, anytime you see a book link, you buy it, it comes to me. And .net slash t-shirts will help us out. And lastly, again, something I don't talk about too much, but if you need coaching, whether it's via the Today's Choices, Tomorrow's Health, you need some help with taking those small steps and accountability so that you can actually lose the weight or start exercising more or get your budget in order, just let me know. I can help with that. Also, if you just need some minor marketing coaching or things like that, I can help you out with that as well. Just go to .net slash support. And of course, on there, you can also buy the host a cup of coffee or uh, even more than that. There's different options available. So. Thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next week or on the mini-sode. We just went hashtag behind the curtain. I hope you will listen and integrate what some of these guests have said. By all means, please share across your social media, write a review, and if you go to the show notes page, you can find all the references for today's guest. You've been listening to Dr. Justin Trosclair, giving you a doctor's perspective.